Welcome back to the Strictly Footy Podcast. Take two. Microphone just fell out straight away. So we are back here to discuss the Parramatta Eels. Um, pumped out two pods last week. I know. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so it. much. Footy season's getting close. Yeah, it is. Um, and we'll probably have another one out in the next couple of days waiting on that Jerome Lillard decision. Anyway, we're here to discuss the Parramatta Eels. How we going, bro? We good? I'm doing good. It's pretty hot today. Fire out. It's just sitting in aircon as soon as you walk outside. Oh. Smashed. We were just, we've just been hooping for like two and a half hours, bro. My head is just on another planet. I'm still coming down. Torched them all there. Yeah, these guys ate buckets, bro. But anyways. Oh, let me stay hydrated real quick. Let me stay hydrated. We're back. Paramount Eagles. Season review. Off-season review. Whatever you want to call it. Shall we jump straight into it? I don't we really shall. have much else to say, champ. We shall. Um, we'll get straight into it with just their season as a whole. How do we think they went in regards to uh, expectations coming into the season? And, I mean, if you compare them to last year, it's, it's a little bit disappointing, isn't it? But we both can't. I mean, I still thought they were going to push the eight. I think they would have made the eight had Dylan Brown not get suspended, to be honest. Um... But for me, I expected them to be around the area they were. I think they ended up finishing 10th or 9th or 11th around that kind of range. I think they were 10th, yeah. Um, so for me, like, considering they lost Reed Marnie, they lost Papali'i, they lost Sean Lane pretty much for the whole season, they lost Dylan Brown mid-season. Um, you know, they had all the changes that they had. They lost Reed Marnie. Did I say Reed Marnie? Yeah. I think I said Reed Marnie. Told People you my underrated head. those losses. Reed Marnie and... Isaiah Papali'i. Yeah. The best second row in the game at the time. Gain. A top five hooker. Gain Jermaine Hopgood. Um, Josh and, Hodgson barely played. Yeah. Josh Hodgson injured. Um, they got Joel Frangao who got injured and they never really found his stride. So I think they had a few up and downs. They obviously had the Maddo suspension at the start of year two. Um, they had all the Moses contract negotiations going on. So, yeah. For me... A pretty up and down year, but it was expected. It was, it's just hard to just go and adjust like the way they did. Yeah, especially as well. They came into the season. Uh, who'd they play first? Melbourne. Lost by one. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure they had a close game with Penrith. Yeah, they got pumped by Sharks. Or did they, did they, I thought it was like 30-22, something like that. Might have been. But that was a humping by Will Kennedy. <laughs> I remember that game as well. But yeah, they had a very tough draw coming into the year. Uh, so that wouldn't have, it, it really didn't get them off to um, a good start. But I mean, at the end of the day, you can't really make excuses like that. And they did drop some games that they definitely should have won throughout the middle of the season. Um, probably the Titans game is the one that stood out to me in that regard. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, I, d- I don't think as a Parramatta fan, you can really make excuses for the draw. Maybe injuries. Yeah. Sorry, if you're coming off a sorry, grand final. I got to interrupt. Speaking of Isaiah Papali'i, so the, obviously this thing about AFB come up. <laughs> this is the Daily Telegraph's caption. Papali'i is one of four big-name NRL forwards at risk of becoming collateral damage as the chase for Adam Fanua Blake hots up. Not heats, hots. You sure they got the right Papali'i? Yeah, not like Dan Laurie. No. Yeah, they got the right probably, but they just prefer to use hots up instead of heats up. You know how the uh, race is hotting up. Yep. Yeah, it's hotting up right now. So yeah, again, Daily Telegraph, 
Well done. You guys just continue, continue to smash my uh, expectations. Thank you so much. I've made respect for Paul Crawley. Oh, yeah. Crawls is all over it. And Molly. Yeah. Well, move on. Um, but, yeah, their season expectations, I think they performed exactly how a lot of people thought they would perform. Um, an up and down year for an up and down roster, pretty much. Um, I think both you and I had them sitting around eighth, seventh, eighth. Yeah, I think I had them eighth. From yeah, memory. I think I did too. Oh, I might have had them seventh because I think I had the Broncos and Canberra battling for eighth. Yeah, so I had yeah. them around that kind of low end top eight, just outside the eight kind of range. Yeah, and I mean when I said that to all my para fan mates because we were in the hot zone for Parramatta fans, they were berserk. Yeah. No, oh, we're coming off a grand final win. We lost money and IPAC. We still got Madison and... But, like, other teams are getting better. Got to consider that. There's always a few surprises. And, yeah, you can just tell that they didn't replace those two guys with guys that were at a similar level. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know, man. I was just... For, par- for Para, I just think some of their systems, like, just didn't work this year. Like... Just continuing to try and play the same way as they were in that grand final winning team wasn't gonna what isn't gonna work when you got Josh Hodgson and now Bryce Cartwright, who I know who had amazing amazing season. Um but then oh Papali and then Omani. You know, so I think there's a bit more pressure on everyone else and yeah, I I I'm I'm not gonna say I'm surprised by this season. I'm I'm actually quite satisfied the way they played. I don't think they were going to compete for a grand final. I think they have a team to compete for a grand final. Um, whether that comes next year, I'm not sure. It's just the same it's thing. It's just every about year, them putting it, it together. Yeah. Same problems, same way they play. Like, okay, do you, where where were they in 2021? Fifth, something like that. I think they finished fourth. No, it's Manly. Oh, 21. I thought you said 22. Sorry. Um. Yeah, fifth or sixth. I think like, maybe seventh even. They, I'll double check. Like they definitely played a similar level of football in my opinion. There's just other teams are getting better, and if you stay the same, then you're you're gonna drop back. I'm like not sure. Gotta be I, I'm not. I'm not sure if you guys play a similar style of football as to Parramatta. No, no, I'm saying Parramatta play a similar style of football to Parramatta in 2021. Oh! What I'm saying is they don't change. Oh, yeah, no, 100%. I agree with you. They've they played the exact same way. 2021, they finished sixth. Yeah, yeah, okay. They've been playing how they've been playing forever. Yeah. And uh, and, and that's because Brad Arthur's been there for 12 or so years. And now I don't think Brad Arthur's a problem because he's just trying to play with what he's got. And he's optimising a lot of the forwards that he picks up. But I still think there's things that can be changed. There's still Definitely. things that can be changed. Change that can happen. Um, I don't know if we necessarily saw that last year at all. Yeah. Now, obviously, they have one of the best halves pairings in the comp, I If not say. the best. If not the best. What I'm going to ask you is, do they complement each other well? I think so. I think because the way Mitchell Moses manages the game, it allows Dylan Brown to be kind of that runner that damaging ball runner. Um, But I can understand the argument for they don't because maybe you're saying Dylan Brown being such a run-dominant half is limiting Mitchell Moses' runs. But when, like, to be fair, I've never really seen them hurt each other because they play on opposite sides of the field and neither of them really drift. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you think that's something that could change or need to change? I, I I think it's more the hooker. 
Okay. Because I think when Reed Marnie was there, they coexisted a lot smooth, more smooth. Mm-hmm. Without him there, I think they both felt they kind of had to pick up the work a little bit more and direct the team around. When really, you trust in someone like Josh Hodgson. Now, I think Josh Hodgson also, him skipping out of dummy half and you know trying to make a play out of dummy half instead of just being that service guy like Reed Marnie was. Yep. I think that was probably the issue. It clogged the space a lot for Moses, especially because he used to drift to that right. Um, but Reed Marnie knew that, okay, I'm just a pass-first guy. Until I get to that red zone, then I can start doing what I need to do. And then I can start creating, throwing short balls, going longer. But while I'm in that back end of that 80 metres, it's just Mitch and it's just Dylan. They're just controlling the show. And Gutho, of course. And yeah, you could see it very early on in the season. People were... Her- Asking for, including myself, or asking for, um, Brendan Hands. Yeah, Brendan Hands to start. Yeah. Really early on, after he played like one or two games, because they just look so much better with a pass first. And exa- yeah, that's what field. I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Because I think what what game did he come on? What game I don't did he know, debut? But we called it. Yeah, you called it. I won't take credit for that. Oh. But let me just double check. I'll double check when he debuted. Um. Because I, I have a feeling it was against Melbourne or he Penrith. He scored, didn't he? Or Penrith. That's the one. It was Penrith. Was it? Sure. Do you reckon it was Penrith? Did he score against Penrith then? He definitely played against He Penrith. debuted against Penrith. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, did he score? He's got one try. He I'll, take, I'll take your word for it. Or the second game. I'll take your word for one of them. I'm pretty sure. But yeah, I yeah. remember him coming on against Penrith and Paris started putting points on. And everyone's like, why all of a sudden they're playing footy now? And it's because a guy that came on who just... And no disrespect to Hodgson because he was a premier... He was a grand final hooker. Like, he played in the grand final as a, the lead hooker of a roster. But it just wasn't working for their style of play. Um, him trying to take on a bigger offensive load out of dummy half just hindered a lot of the things Parramatta halves were trying to do. Not so much Gutho because he kind of just coexists as a link man around the back. But yeah, I definitely... I do think they complement each other. I just think it depends who is the nine. Okay. And with Lusick at the back end of the year, I, again, I think we saw that sort of same issue from Josh Hodgson. Mm-hmm. Lusick was taking a lot of dummy half runs. Uh, I think I think people underrate how important a nine is to the combination of the halves and just the spine yeah. as a whole. I yes. think a lot of people underrate that. Well, I mean, I want to... I'll throw an example out, right? So, I think... The nine is more important to the spine than a halfback or a five-eighth. Not the both together. I think the yep. nine is the most important position in the spine. And here's why, right? So, yes, the, the Tigers finished last, right? Mm-hmm. But before the season, everyone's saying, Appy, Appy, think about what Appy's going to do for Brooks. Think about what Appy's going to do for Dewey. Think about what he's going to do for this and that and Laurie and this, Right. And you could see that the halves were playing way better because Appy was directing everything, yep. right? And I think that was the same for Melbourne when they had the Brandon Smith, Harry Grant era. Brandon Smith in, their attack was a bit stagnant. Harry Grant comes in, everything smooths out. So I think just the nine controlling from the central part of the play is huge. And I think if you have a nine that's not necessarily equipped to do that and that's more of a ball runner, we saw that with the Roosters this year, with yep. Cheese, then you're, you're, you're stuck. You're very stuck. You gotta find a, a mix of both, mm-hmm. and I think there was a few years there where running nines were definitely the the, the trend. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean, this, you could use this as another example. That could be why someone like a Damian Cook is no longer dominating yeah. the game yeah. at nine. He's now 
you he's know, just a pass. Bird, he's a pass. Yeah. yeah, and that's the thing with Cook now, right? You can see him doing the same thing. You can see him just kind of settling back and taking a lesser role because that's what the modern game requires. It's yep. it's for the the hooker to optimize the halves instead of I'm going to win you the game, and that's why Cameron Smith was so good. He let Cronk and Widdop or Cronk and Slater, whoever it was, just do what they need to do, mm-hmm. and he did everything in the background. And I think that's why the nines are so important. Um, to the spine. And that's kind of the point that we're making. Yeah. Alright, let's get on to strengths and weaknesses. We'll start with the strengths. Um, the pack. Yeah, I've got to start with their forward pack. It, it's a strength and a weakness. Because I think they have a star-sided pack, but they have too many players. Yeah, at the moment. Way too many. I think they need to... and like You come in... Like, it's, it's not even that. You've you got depth there too. Second rowers, you've got um, Lane, Maddo, Cartwright. Um, you go props, you have Ring Campbell Gillard, Junior Paulo, yep. Offerhand Gowie, Maddo can play middle, you got Hopgood thirteen. Mm-hmm. And then like half the players are gonna be in Reggie's this year in their pack could start. Or maybe not start, but could make the seventeen yeah. in yeah. a lot of other teams. So yeah. I I think it's a strength. I I'll put it to a strength rather than a weakness. I don't think it's the worst problem in the world to have too many good players. Yeah. But uh yeah, it's 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 definitely one of one of their strong points. Yeah, it's uh, certainly a strong point. It feels like every time they go down with an injury, like RCG gets suspended, I oh, will just put Jalfa in the front row. Yeah. But I think the management of the pack is a huge weakness because, like, think about this, right? Like, what happened when they had a couple of second rows out? Brad Arthur would move Hobgood to second row, yeah, Jalfa to lock. That's not what you do. You just leave Hopgood there and you just trust in either a Murchie or someone else to come in and fill that position and stop affecting the flow of the team. And I think that was the issue because it was like Brad Arthur's going, I have all these quality players. Like, I could just slot one of them in. But you've actually got too many to the point where, no, you should just probably pick someone that can do the job. Yeah. So, yeah, a a strength and a weakness for their four-pack because I think it can jumble a few things sometimes. Um, previous years, I would have said their defense. I'm not sure anymore. I think the defense was solid enough. Um, I think they're still quite a young team overall. Um, Dylan Brown's what, 23, 24 max. Mitchell Mo, like, I don't think anyone's really pushing 30 outside of Junior Polo, maybe. Yep. So I think they're quite a young team. Um, Depth, we've already uh, said. I use this one uh, for the Cowboys as well. I think they've got a very complete roster. I don't think there's one position you can go, all right, that's that's a big weakness. Yeah. Now, you could say, well, we'll get to it when I, when I say disappointments, actually. Yeah. But I don't think you could pick out any player on that team and go, that's a weakness in this team. And that's that's kind of why I always get so confused when e- every Fox League thing is like, they need outside backs, they need outside backs, they need outside backs. Like, do they? No, if I, I look at their back line, I'm pro- still probably taking a top eight in the comp. Gutho's good for In the prime. In his uh, prime right now. He was insane last year. Sevo's still... Simonson's playing a great footy. Their centres their centers are on fire. Yeah. I think Sean Russell's probably a weak link. Sevo, I think, was a bit underwhelming. His try-scoring stats, though, still 20-plus tries. Yeah. So... I don't know, like, I don't think they, their issue is outside backs. I think their issue... Oh, I just don't know. I don't know. Like, I just... I think their issue is just consistency. 
They just are not consistent. Well, we're going to get into disappointments now because I'm done with my strengths. Let's get into some weaknesses. Inconsistent, number one. Yeah. They come out, smash Penrith, smash Melbourne, put a number on them, lose the Titans. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> it's, it's seriously that simple. Get done by the dogs on a Monday. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Did you guys beat them? Or you went close? Very close. Very close. Very yeah, close. Like, that was... I was at that game. That was the Easter Monday game. I just have a tendency to... Play to... Play to how their opponent is. It's a little bit like Canberra in that respect. Yep. Whereas, like... Yeah. I actually so, do agree with that. No, I don't think as much to Canberra. Like, Canberra consistently just... Grinded games out one to top. Parramatta do put some scores on. Like, they can come out... And, um, like that Knights game, for example, they can come out and do something like that. But, uh, yeah, it's just a bit, uh, you, you, you have to call it inconsistent. You'd have to call it inconsistent. Uh, the other weakness I've got here is, look, I know I just said they don't have a weakness in the team, but it's, it's the X factor in the outside backs, I think. I think Bailey Simonson's a very structured center. I uh, can play wing and fullback too, but um, yeah, it was killing it in the centres this year when he was there. Definitely the preferred option to uh, Wonga Blake, but he came in, solid defensively, um, digs into the line, passes to the winger, goes himself. He's a very structured um, centre. Will Panasini as well is coming into his own, but I don't think you can call him that big X-Factor guy. Gutho, again, is just a grit, grinded out, Great defender, great defensively on the line, makes all the effort plays. Kind of just coexists with the halves, out the back, throws the right ball. He's he's not an X-Factor type guy. Um, Sean Russell, uh, young up-and-coming player, can play a bit of fullback too. I mean, he's got some X-Factor about him, but he's very new into the league. Uh, spent a lot of time out with injury. Um and the guy that used to be the X Factor in the back line, Mike Asiva, it just feels like, it, he, like you said, he's still got 20-plus tries, but he's not scoring them in the same way. He's, It felt like this year it was just all set up by Gutho. Asiva untouched in the corner. You rarely see him anymore just getting the ball and just running as hard as he can at the, at the bloke that he sees, the smallest bloke he sees. And... Um, You'd see him score tries where there's three or four guys coming to stop him in the corner and you think for all money that uh, they're going to get to him. And he just starts... He just puts the foot down, sprints, and they all just bounce off him and he scores. Like, Sevo is just... I don't think he has the same X factor that he did, you know, two or three years ago. Is is kind of what I'm getting at there. And even if... Look, when you go to the halves, Dill Brown, Mitch Moses, I guess you could say... It's quite a bit of X Factor there, but yeah. Just definitely that that back five is where I'd say they need to But they need to get some X Factor into that back five, but it's it's hard to know where to put that X Factor. Because you've got five solid, solid players there. Um if you get rid of Sean Russell, kinda just looks like it looks bad in a way because He's a junior that's come through, and you're just going to get rid of him for a little bit of X-Factor. I don't know. But, yeah, the back five definitely needs a bit more. Yeah, but just where do you go? Like, where, where do you go? I feel like 
Maybe you go Simonson back out on the edge and then bring another center in. But then again, I feel like Simonson played his best footy when he has his hands on the ball. Yep. So it's a tough one. It's certainly a tough one. I don't know really where they go. Um. Oh, good yawn. You got any other weaknesses? Oh, you mate. <sighs> um. No, I don't. I don't think so. Hey, I, I, maybe attitude. Just like just complain a lot, yeah. a lot of whinging and whining. It's not actually good for the people that are around them. Like, fair enough. I think sometimes the call doesn't go their way. You say, "Blow up, but just move on. Pick your head up, keep going. Like, um, and I just think their bench rotations are horrendous, and that's on Brad Arthur. Yeah, their bench rotations are horrible, horrible. And it's weird because, I mean, certainly with the seventeen that I've gone with. I think they've arguably got the best bench in the comp. I I agree. I think they do. It's stacked. So yeah, you're right. It's just about it's just about the management of that bench. Like Offen should be getting more than twenty minutes a game, but it's hard to give him. More but than it, yeah, minutes. that's the thing. That's the like, and then where do you bring him on? Because Maddo wants to come on and play thirteen. So you, so then okay. You think I might start Maddo, but then they don't start Maddo because Cartwright hits form, and then Lane's coming back. Lane's the starting back right now. We'll bring Lane off the bench. Lane can't get a new form off the bench. Yeah. So they're in a bit of pickle, and obviously someone's going to miss out. So Alrighty. it's tough. We'll get into some awards for mm. 2023 season. MVP, Ogon Gutho. Oh, yeah. I think it was well and truly on track to being Dylan Brown. Yep. And then he was out for, what, 10 games-ish, I'd say? Yeah, I'd say you're a bit right there. Something yeah. like that. And uh, that put a stop to that. Mitchell Moses was in and around there, but I just think Gutho was there pretty much the whole year. Mm-hmm. Very yep. consistent. He's missed a it consistent, really. Plans, uh, effort plans, effort plays. <laughs> and, um, yeah, he just... I think Gutho was the rock of that team. Yeah, I agree. And, and it's when, wild because they were talking about moving him to centre for half the season. When he was when he was firing, that's that's when Parra were on top. Whenever he had his fingerprints all over a game, and that's why I've picked him MVP as well. Whenever he had his fingerprints all over the game, Parra were in a position to win. And even when they didn't have any control over the game, you could still see him giving, seeing him give a hundred percent. Oh my days. You could still see him giving 110%. Um, yeah, I thought he was he was great this year. and I, I, I do think there's still a lot of work for Parramatta to do, but I think phew, he's, he's a whopping start. Yep. Most improved player. I don't think there's any doubt in yep. this one. I've gone Jermaine Hopgood. Most improved? Yeah. I think I have too. I'm just going to double check. Yeah. No. Borderline no. No, I don't have him. He's a borderline origin uh, player. Give me a point. Give me a point. Went from not even playing at Penrith to borderline origin player. I'm calling that most improved. And break out you for that matter. Going for both. Who do, you, who do you reckon I got for most improved? Dill Brown? No. What? What? No, he actually took a back step last year. Hey? Compared to 22. I thought he was for very sure. much better in 23. Anyway. No, I thought start he was. He came back and he was a bit... Mm. Yeah, fair point. Fair point. 
Um, where's it proved? What do you reckon I got? I have no Bryce idea. Cartwright. I got okay. Bryce Cartwright. From right. considering when there was talk about him starting, people going, "You don't start him. You don't start him." And he starts, and he cemented himself as that right edge back row. I think that's a most improved player to me, considering his career was basically over. Um, and a lot of people in the, you know, in the NRL community didn't see him being a first grade level player anymore. Um, yeah, I think he was outstanding, Fair outstanding. Cool. And I think, I think again, we look at these two awards pretty differently. I'll yeah. look at a most improved players and like where was he? Which you could say for a good dude, to be fair. But it's like. Where was he last year and where is he this year? For me, it's like Hopgood had only played a couple games of first grade. Yeah, fair enough. He doesn't really have anything to improve on. He's coming in as a fresh player. That's why I've got him as breakout player. Fair enough. Because he's burst onto the scene, come out, smashed it, origin talks, lock of the year talks at the start of the year, super coach machine. That's my boy. Fair call. Most disappointing. Oh, I think... Yeah, I've gone Sean. Yeah. Lane. Yeah, me too. Because he just couldn't stay on the field. And actually, to be fair, shout out Sean Lane, because what he's doing off the field at the moment is awesome. But Even when he was on the field, I just didn't. Yeah, he just never really clicked, because he had to go back to the left. But he was very good in 22. Yeah. He, oh, I know. With I'm Dill such Brown. a... I, you know, I'm actually really dumb. I, I just said he had to go back to the left. He was on the left the whole year. Yeah. Read. 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 Yeah. Um, yeah, he was very disappointing for me. I think he had an opportunity to build build off what he did in 2022 mm-hmm. and actually kind of take a step forward as well. He just got his big extension, had the combination with um, Dill Brown, obviously. And the timelines didn't really align. Dill Brown kind of got suspended when Sean Lane came back and then Sean Lane got injured as Dylan Brown was coming back. I think it was just very up and down in terms of combinations as well. A lot of, all of the games, Sean Lane played well with Dejan Arcee. And yep. I thought Dejan Arcee played quite well, but it's not Dylan Brown, you know what I mean? Um so yeah for me um, for sure uh, Sean Lane was very disappointing most underrated you had Sean Lane as well right for yeah disappointing I got Bailey Simonson me too I actually thought he was outstanding this year I could, I thought you could have gone either of the centres um, but yeah Bailey Simonson just looked like a different beast after like around 7 8 when they brought him into the centres so good. He was amazing. He was amazing. And that's I think that's what a lot of people are kind of skipping over. Like, he almost had a semi-breakout year last year too. He went on like a sick try-scoring run of form. I think he had 10-plus tries last year. Breaking tackles like nothing. Defense was very solid. And I think that kind of built off his performance in the grand final against Penrith. Yep. Everyone kind of saw him coming back as the center. And now he came back as the center and was outstanding. So, yeah, I think. Bailey Thomason's definitely the most underrated player in this team. He's definitely not the player I'd be getting rid of in the back line. Yeah, same. And you, you put it perfectly, really. I don't think anyone really... Even, okay, let's say before the grand final, I don't think anyone really rated him. Yeah, for sure. At all. And I did at that point. Yeah. When he's at Canberra, I was very sceptical. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he, he's found a home at Parra. I think he's playing more than good enough football to stay... Stay at the club. Yeah, I have to agree. I have to agree. All right. Is there any other shining lights or disappointments that you want to talk about? Um. Yes, I have like five shining lights, I think. So we touched on Cartwright and Simonson and Hotgood. So I've got Wiramu Greg. 
who I thought in his limited stint was actually very solid. Yep. First game, I was like, who is this guy? By the game before he got injured, I was like, okay, we got a serious player in our hands here. Uh, and I got Will Pedersini too, as I mentioned. Thought he was... We we di- we both didn't rate him coming into last year. No, I or didn't. Or coming into this year. At all. And he smashed it. He smashed it. Um, and I was almost calling him game three, pick him. Like, what do you got to lose? I think he's up to that kind of standard, but... I think there's still room in his game to improve, but the game I'm kind of thinking of is that Dolphins game. Like, I, he was outstanding against the Dolphins. Yep. Um, and that's kind of like his stamp on the season, I think. He was just scoring a lot of tries this year too and setting a lot up and really improved his output in terms of meters and carries. Wasn't wasn't too shy, obviously, second year of first grade. Yeah, he was great. Yep. Second year first grade, third year? Third. I want to say third because I think he came in the same year as Suli. I think 21 was him and Opacek. Want a Blake and Opacek? Mm, yeah, mate. Maybe he was like in and out in that third year. He might He might have been in that, in that first year. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I'm just going to double check his debut. But yeah, oh, I don't know. I'm going to throw um, Micah Seaver just in there for disappointing. Now, yeah, I almost did write him down, but his stats, like, yeah, still but I feel like it's different. I feel like he's eye been, test a little eye test. Feel like he's being set up more. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. Twenty one, sure. twenty two, even twenty twenty. It was twenty twenty. Yep. Um, he would just rock up and put his head down, and just run as hard as he could at someone. Like I was saying before, the tries he was scoring were like he debuted. Freakish. He debuted in twenty twenty one. You're correct. Uh, twenty twenty one. Yeah. Round nineteen. Freakish. Mhm. He was just yeah just. Going for the corner, three guys didn't even dive, just kept running hard. Yeah, They'd just fall off him. Yeah, he's almost impossible to stop close to the line. I, I agree. Like I thought, Ravalara actually overtook him this year in terms of those, you know, bash and bump. Yep, hundred percent. Ravalara was a beast. Yeah. So, for me, it, it's just I don't know, like. It's just for me, like I, like you said, it, the stats back him, the stats back Sebo, yep. but just watching him, you're like, where is that power gone? Where is that speed gone? And it still comes up like he's the top five fastest player in the NRL. I never saw that speed this year. No, never. You think? To be fair, there's always some surprises on that list. I, I understand that, but like that type of surprise is like I literally watched him and I never saw that speed from him. No. Like, I would have thought Tyrell Sloan and stuff would have been ahead of him, but they're not. Yep. He was ahead of Kola. Kola wasn't ahead of Yeah, I saw Kola that. Kola wasn't even, like, top 20. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know what kind of metric they're using to figure that out. Either but, um, yeah. For Sivo, I thought he definitely... Yeah. Was definitely... Uh, this is going to be very, very harsh and a bit nitpicky, but I'll throw Junior Paulo into it, too. I See, I was... I was dominant. I almost put him in exceeded. Really? Yeah. I didn't think he was as dominant this year as he was last year, and even 2021. But you know what, for me... Um, or maybe it's just that, like... You know what, maybe it's just that the Haases, Fisher-Harris, AFBs, they all just exploded. Yeah. And Tino, and he kind of maybe just stayed at that same level. Yep. And didn't explode as much. Maybe that's where I'm getting that from. But yeah, I, I would have had him as a top... top great. Top five uh, prop in the game in 2022. Yeah. Easy. 
I, I agree with that. You can pick your water bottle lid up, by the way, bro. It's all right. All good, mate. It's all right. Um, but to be fair, I thought there were so many people in and out of that pack this year that it was tough for him to actually get some consistency. And I thought a lot of the time, it, all the targets were on his back. And I think he, he played quite well. I think he played quite well. I don't think he was at the levels of Junior Polo, so maybe that does say he's disappointing. But for me, I thought he was still outstanding. I, or not outstanding, I thought he was still great. Um, I got Josh Hodgson. Yeah, I don't. We didn't have a lot of expectations for him, but a lot of a lot people of thought people. he was going to come in and transform the team. Yeah, no. Um, and even after the first couple of games, people were saying, "Look, how good does he look?" I, just I, spent I two years off. Yeah, exactly. Basically. I don't think anyone. Well, that was kind of our justification. Um, I got Sean Lane. Obviously, we touched on before. Sean Russell, I've got as well. Thought yeah. he just really never failed. Really never got involved. It was a very weird situation. Very passive. He was very good in trials. Played a little bit of fullback in trials too. Yep. Scored a few tries. And then we get the news he's out for the season. And then comes back yeah. around eight. It's, yeah. Yeah, no idea what what was going on with Sean Russell this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. The only other one I've got is Offhand Gowie. Yeah, okay. Cause he I don't co- even know if that's his role. <laughs> No, it's not. He's just not getting minutes. It's not. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. To me, it's just disappointing the fact that he went from one of the better props in the game. You could see that at the Tigers. I think he's top 10. Yeah. And then he just fell off because Brad Arthur won't play him or won't start him. I would start him. I would start him, personally. Bring RCG or someone off the bench. I know. RCG's impact off the bench, I think, is greater than Joe Fangelis. Yeah. We saw that at the Tigers. All right. All right, we're good for a preview. 2024. Preview for gains and losses. Um, well, let me just put the time stamp down first. Right. Thank you, sir, because I've got to kind of do this as I go. Uh, gains and losses. Right, let's start with gains. Morgan Harper and Kawa Tuolangi. I right. like mainly. Now, I want to... I can't stress this enough. And look, at the end of the day, it's just a depth player. Morgan Harper isn't anywhere near as bad as people... Try to make yep. it to be. Yep. He, I, I think he's a good depth signing. I think if there's an injury to the outside backs, he'll come in. Uh, probably not wing. I don't think they'll move sign. If there's an injury to a center, he'll definitely come in. Yep. And he'll do a good enough job. It's just literally that one game against Talakai. Yeah, he got baked. I, I don't think he's had a very, very poor game outside of that. Yeah. I feel like everyone just watched that, decided to hate on Morgan Harper. But, uh, yeah, he was very solid for Manly in 2021. Yep. Quite solid when he filled in last year as well. Kelma, I don't know where he fits in. Because yeah, I don't I thought he was underwhelming at Manly. They've let him go early from his contract. But but yeah, I, I'm assuming it's going to be depth as well. Um, Yeah, I think they're both going to be depth. I think the only, other, the only option really is that... Harper plays center and Simonson goes to the wing, but I don't get. Yeah, I don't Simonson think that's a good option. Yeah, he's yeah. been too good to move him. Um, yeah, good depth signing. I think um, didn't have a spot at Manly for next year, obviously. Yeah. But yeah, I think that they're better than some of the players they had this year. Like you think about it, they would have had to go Wonga Blake and Jack Murchie in this situation. Yeah. I think those two are better players than those two. Yeah. 
Um, losses, Andrew Davey, who's retired, Josh Hodgson, who's retired, Mitch Rain, who's retired, and Jack Murchie to Huddersfield. Okay. They obviously, Jake Arthur and Nathan Brown were obviously released halfway through the year. Yeah, Nathan Brown's... Probably going to Manly. Signed with Manly. Well, he's been training with Manly, mm-hmm. and um, they were just waiting for a roster spot to open up, and Carl Lawton's just signed... Overseas, yeah. So I'm assuming that Nathan Brown's going to take that top 30 spot uh, for Manly. Yeah. Um, just a quick one. Three retired players is very interesting to, you know, how we're kind of talking about Parramatta's squad. Like, they had a very old team, very old squad, and they've kind of refreshed how it. How old was Andrew Davey? 32. Yeah, Because he like debuted at 27. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, yeah, 30, 31, 32. He's medically retired. Josh Hodgson... As well, medically retired. Yeah, I but I think he, I think it was, he probably decided. Yeah. To do it, yeah, but Josh Hodgson was like thirty-four, thirty-five. Mitch Rain as well, has been around for quite yeah. a while. So yeah, just a very old squad from last year, and I think they've refreshed it. You know, yeah. um, Andrew Davy replaced with Kelman Tulangi. Tulangi's about eight years younger than him. Morgan Harper comes in for. Not anyone there, but you know what I mean? Like, they've just refreshed their squad with younger players who have a chance to develop in their system. I think Kelma, I think Parramatta is a great system for Kelma. Um, I don't know. Well, I'm just just thinking about how they got the best out of IPAP, Ryan Madison, Sean Lane. Yeah. Bryce Cartwright this year. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking kind of about that and just saying, like, he's got a great skill set. Maybe they can get the best out of him. But obviously the Tigers and the Seagulls, I don't think are two great systems no, to develop in. No. Like with Manly, with Manly, I think it's like if you come through Manly, then yeah, you'll develop really well. That's what we've seen with Hamale. That's mm-hmm. what we've seen with Tolly Cola, mm-hmm. right? Jason Saab, probably an exception. Um, but if you look at some of the players they've brought in, like Kelmer from this year, he wasn't the greatest. Uh, Aloye hasn't really hit his straps. Um so, yeah, just a couple of examples like that. Garrett comes through Dragons. Dragons. So, maybe my point's just invalid. But played a few years. Oh, I think a year or two at Manly before he did Right, okay. So, yeah, my point stands. Good, thank you for saying my point. Cool. All right, so they've re-signed Dejan Arcee for another season. Dill Brown. That happened for... at the start of the year. Bryce Cartwright, I think that happened quite recently. Dill Brown uh, has a player option uh, this time, but he's locked into 2031 if he decides to stay. Matt Dury, Wira McGreg, Brennan Hands, Hotgood for another two years, Mitch Moses to 2028. Everyone thought he was going to leave. Great. Will Panasini, uh, Sean Russell, Bailey Simonson, and Sevo for another three. Three seasons. Wow. Um, well, 24, 25, 26, 27. Yep. So there you go. Um, four. But to me, what's very interesting is their whole back line's there. Mm-hmm. Penasini, Simonson, Sean Russell, Sevo. Yeah. So they clear. I think they're locked in. I think they're locked into that back room, back line. Mm-hmm. I think they'll go and with Gutho it. And Gutho got an extension a couple of years ago. Off contract. Is there any names that stand out? Stand out to you? Um. Not really, to be honest. Ethan Sanders is one I find interesting, same as Bailey Simonson. Ethan Sanders is such a weird situation. Well, he has he signed with Canberra? It was said that he was signing for Canberra in 2025. Yeah, right. But from recent 
reports and that is that he's going to backflip on that. And stay. Yeah, but I don't know why because they've got Brown and Moses locked in forever. Yeah, well, that's very interesting. Maybe they... Maybe they... I don't see Dill Brown leaving Para at all. Neither. Simonson's there. Uh, Simonson's interesting. He's interesting because I think Para have a bit of a cap squeeze um, with some of their big money forwards like Maddo and stuff. That's why they're trying to kind of offload him. Um, So, Bailey Simonson, if he comes out, he could want a bag the year after. If he comes out and smashes it this year. Yeah, I think other ones to watch. I reckon, look, I think Ophiheke Ogden, cult hero. Yeah. Of the uh, pod, I actually think he's a decent player. I actually I really, he, yeah, I think he he's great. He could be 17 somewhere and do pretty well. Bulldogs. I think Dejan Arcee as well uh, is a very talented player. Yes, I, I agree. But again, he, I think he's more of a depth half. I don't think he'll start anywhere. Maybe Canberra. Yeah. Or the Dragons. He can he can play back line as well. Yeah, he he's very versatile. Center, very versatile. There are a lot of people actually when they were uh, doing the whole X Factor fullback thing that was yep. suggesting Dejan Icy. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, best seventeen. Well, you can start off, maybe, because I'm still typing mine up. All right. Well, my back line is the exact same as it's been throughout the whole season. The back seven is pretty much Gutho, Sivo, Penasini, Simonson, and Russell. Yeah, that's that's the same as me. That's thought, the same as me. Thought about a sneaky deal, Brown. <laughs> with Ethan Sanders but nah yeah I've got the same I've got Gartho Sivo Panasini Simonson and Sean Russell yeah got D Brown and Moses sure do bro sure do Regan Campbell Gillard and Paulo are still my starting props I, I've got no I haven't because okay. I'm doing my predicted 17 oh, okay I'm doing what I would do not I, I think I would still start them so far, at the I'm start of the year, in, yeah. Try so, so, find a spot for so the same team so far. Yeah. Uh, Brennan Hands is my nine. I think Lussick will start. And Hands. Hands is my nine. Yeah. So that kind of ruins my statement. Hands is my nine because he fits better. Cool. For me. Sean Lane and Bryce Cartwright are my second rowers. Sean Lane. Yes, I'm the same. Uh, Jermaine Hopgood lock. Yep. 14, I think it'll be Brennan Hands. Uh, if you're huh? starting, I think it will be Brennan Hands, but in my team, I've got Dejan Arcee. I, so you don't have Hands at all? You don't have Lussick? No, I have Hands at 9. I don't have Lussick. Yeah, right. Um, I've got Lussick. I, th- I think Lussick will start at 9, and Hands will be 14. Right. I've got Lussick at 15. Why? Because that's where Brad Arthur names his utilities. <laughs> Well, off Hickey, I'll do it for What else you have? Uh, four, the 14 special is always Luca Moretti. Oh, my, yeah, forgot about that. Forgot about that. Um, uh, my yeah. bench is Offerhand Gary, Ryan Madison, and Wiramu Greg. <sighs> You're not going to like this, Jared. You don't like it. Good job, Offerhand Gary, at 14. You know what? You know what? In his Broncos junior days... Played some nine. He played wing mm. and centre. Oh, yeah. Well, that's what I'm second after. row. Well, there's your backline deck. And lock, and now he's played prop. So, my bench is actually Joe. Joey Lussick. Ryan Madison. Kelma Tuolungi. Oh, okay. Kelma Tuolungi. 
I don't think you can have three props on the bench. I don't think you can have three props on a bench. I think Maddo is going to play second row. Maddo doesn't want to play second row, bro. There's no point bringing a second row on the bench. I think Kelma's a way better option. No, as in bringing him as a second row off the bench. I think... Yeah, but the thing is, you have William McGreg and you're back in the same spot where everyone's playing 20 minutes. Crazy. Jack Murchie. Not even there. <laughs> no, my point is, Joe Oyamato can be strictly props, and you can have your Luke forward Maretti. rotation. Oh my days! I'm not going to talk anymore. I'm not talking anymore. <laughs> Joe O, RCG, Paulo, and Mato can all rotate in the middle. Oh, Tua Lungi, Tua Lungi can rotate with Lane or Cartwright. Yeah, right. I don't, I, I don't hate it. I don't, I don't well, you just it. kept interrupting me, bro. That's I don't all. Hate it. You just no, you just kept interrupting me, bro. That's it. That's it. all I'm saying. I don't hate it. Andrew Thanks. Davey has just put a spanner into the works. Why? Because he Cause played one game, became the best second row in history when he was there. Yep. Became the best second row in history at Manly. No, he didn't. And he kept the no, guy he didn't. Did that out of his position. All right. <laughs> 2024 awards. MVP. Who do you think is going to be? Dill Brown. Ooh, I've gone the same. Ooh. Ooh, I have gone Dill Brown. Uh, yeah, I think I, he'll take, sure. I think you'll just start the season how he did last year. And, and just continue. You know, instead He's maybe been not, to Bali. Maybe not get into the same incident. Mm. He's been to Bali over the off-season, so he's probably been getting into his work. Um, and he'll probably be nice and sharp coming into the start of the season. Nice. And I think, yeah, I think, yeah, I think... Full preseason with a nine, full season with a nine, gel combos, everything. I think I'll have Sean Lane back, um, Simonson and Sevo. I think he's just going to be outstanding. We saw in that Knights game like he just went skids. Yep, most improved. Sean Russell. Uh, okay, I went and Bryce Cartwright. What? You think he's going to get better? I do. I don't think so. I think this is this is who he is. Full this, year, this pick. starting, one position. Mm. I think that edge as a whole is going to get a lot better. I think Penasini will continue on. Mm. And, I, you know, I think that whole edge could yeah. be in contention for most improvement. Fair enough. Fair enough. Breakout, I went Sean Russell. Yeah, so MIP, I went Sean Russell because I think he's going to be at much better this year. He'll improve. I don't think he'll break out. I think I he'll think improve. Yeah, I still don't think he'll break out. I don't think he'll become a stud. I think he'll just improve and be a solid enough yeah, winger week in, week out. Fair which you could argue he was this year, but I would say there's still the threat of him being dropped week in. Who, who's your breakout then? Will Penasini. Okay. I think he's going to have a monster year. Top five center year. Oh, damn. All I right. think he's going to have... I, re- I think Mitchell Moses thing's done. He's going to have Cartwright there now. He knows that. He knows he's going to have he's Russell. Uh, huh? He's gonna have the most improved player. Who? On the on his Sean inside. Russell. No, no, oh, no. Cut right. Get out of here, bro. <laughs> um, yeah, Panasini. I think he will be huge, and he'll have a massive season now. Once to watch. I went Dejan Arcee. Why? Because I think you snag a fourteen spot if there's any injuries. You can come in. I think he's solid. I I really like Dejan. I've got a uh, Joey Lusick. Okay. Because. He could either come out and be trash, or he could come out and be serviceable. Or although that's really all they need him to be is just serviceable. 
Just be okay at your job, please. <laughs> and it is a serviceable night. I think Brennan Hands was a more than serviceable night. Yes, I do agree. But for some reason, Brad Arthur doesn't really like young players unless they're Matt Arthur or Jake Arthur. Um, so Matt Arthur is a nine. I know. Um, I already got my own. How old is he? Yeah, he's nineteen. He's nineteen. Let's just say that. He's gonna play this year. I totally didn't say that's our age. Um, yeah, he's he's probably gonna play. He probably play. Yeah. Matty Arthur. All right. Boards. Shout out boards. Sweet. All right. Have we got any final? Well, have we, have we got any signings? Some, oh, some targets. Have you got some targets? I did have one. Yes. I can confirm that I did have a target. Which is the first time in about three years. I did. <laughs> I did. I did have a target. Yeah. But I, That's I, Tracy. I don't remember it. Oh. <laughs> I had a target as well. I did. I thought you were going to say it was Connor Tracy and then he got signed, so it ruined your plan. I'm going to go Tass. Don't know if he'll play. But then, Simon and Penasini. Okay. Give me Savage. The Savage is decent. Every yeah, I know. X Factor. Xavier Savage. Um, maybe I'll go... Nah, okay. I had, I had a player. Maybe I'll go Max Pino. Okay. I think that... You know what? I actually liked it. Bit of a developmental player. Can play wing, can play centre. Um, yeah, shape him into the kind of player you want. Cheap. Dragons have told him he can go. Yeah. I don't know how the Roosters are playing their second rowers. Because I want a second rower off the bench. I think you're yeah. pretty correct. Um, And I had one in mind, but... It's hilly. It's gone, mate. No. I could go with a... Was it a rooster? No, nah, it wasn't, but I was thinking roosters now because they've got a log jam of second rollers, but they seem to be reciting all of them. So Angus Crone. I don't think Parra can afford Angus Crone. No, they can't. They can't. <sighs> Raymond Fartel Mariner. Nah, it wasn't. It wasn't I, think, I, I mean, I think they could definitely get him. It wasn't Raymond. Oh, this is gonna. This is gonna. This is was gonna it a half? No, it was. It was a second row. It was a second row, from a top eight or bottom eight. I don't know. <sighs> Completely escaped my mind. <sighs> what were you talking about when I said when you said that uh, I wasn't gonna like it? What? What are you talking bench, about? Your bench. What was I talking about? I need to retrace my steps. I was talking about how many forwards they got. I said you can play Maddo as a prop with Rumi Greg. Then you said Matt Dury. And I said, shut up. This guy's no idea, bro. I could go with a classic Finafuiaki, but it wasn't him. Oh, I had a good one, too. It's going to be one for the next episode. So good you can't remember. I'm going to put it into the intro. I'm going to probably go Morgan Knowles, uh, probably Jack Wellsby, uh, probably Johnny Lomax as well. Super League players, yeah. Nah, I just, I, I've, I've just lost it. James Roby. Nah, wasn't a Super League player, mate. It was Dodd. 
Lewis Dodd. Uh, Conrad Hurrell. Tommy Mackinson. Nah. Sure. Will Hopawati. Tommy Mackinson would be a great signing for him. No, he wouldn't. He would. Oh, he's a right winger, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, maybe he'd be okay for one year. Didn't he play? Didn't he play for the Roosters? Didn't he play for the Roosters? Tommy Mackinson. Yeah. No. Search it up. What? I, s- I swear. I, he's ever been to I swear he came over. He's the best winger in the world. No, he's not. No, he's not. Tommy Mackinson. I could have sworn he suited up for the Roosters. Alright, Wikipedia. The big dogs are out. No, didn't. Ryan Hall? Ryan Hall did, yeah. Yeah, that's who I'm thinking of. Ryan Hall. Came over when he was like 37. That's that's who I was thinking of. Because we said Maggots is like 35. I was like, I swear he came over. But yeah, it was Ryan Hall. Maggots in 35. Yeah, he's old, bro. Bro, St. Helens are on on the down. You can fact check me though. He's thirty two. Great. Thirty five to me. Alright guys. I'll I'll try and remember who this signing was. It was a really good one, just y- you can be sure of that. Um, from South? That wasn't from South either. From the Roosters? I don't know. From the Broncos? I'm just, I'm from so the Tigers? No, from the Seagulls? From the Titans? From the Sharks? No. No 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 no. From the Knights? From the Raiders. From the Cowboys. For the Panthers. From the Eels. This guy's good. Good, he's got so much ball knowledge. No, I've got absolutely no idea. Yep, great. Cool. So, I'll... Wait, I'll promise you, I'll let you know, because you're going to want to hear this one. It was a bad... I'm sure, I'm sure everyone's hanging out for it. the best signing suggestion I've ever come up with, outside of Connor Watson to the Titans. Oh, it was Aaron Clark. Oh my days. That's Buns. It makes no sense. He needs a spot on a team. Yeah, he's going to be on the bench for the Titans. Oh my days. He's good enough. He's good enough to make the Titans, bro. Over Isaac Fasul Malawi. We're not getting back into this. We're not getting back into this, bro. Alright. You can't. It's good. Joe Stimson. Oh, Jacob Alec. I like no, I actually like the Alex shit. Not gonna lie. <laughs> Underrating Alex, bro. He's the fifth best player in that Papua New Guinea team. I'm just gonna sleep and let this guy talk to himself, bro. He's just waffling. Alright, guys. Honestly, man. like this is what I'm saying. This is what I'm saying. This guy just makes up. Connor Watson to the Titans. Bro, that's bro, a banging sign. No, it's not, bro. No, it's not. You forgot our good Connor Watson. Do you forgot? No, I did I did not you, you forgot, forgot. mate. You forgot how good Connor Watson was. <laughs> you forgot how good he was, mate. Connor Watson to Is, the Knights would be a banging sign. Uh, he, he played for the Knights. You Sorry, spared. Sorry, Titans. It's a hot <laughs> day, mate. A 40 degrees is getting to him. Connor Watson, to be fair, Connor Watson's a nice would be pretty good too. How many minutes do you bring around? I'd take him at Manly. You would take anyone at Manly, bro. That team needs all the help they can get. Alright, Para. Para fans, stay patient. Um, where do you reckon they'll finish next year? 
12th. Mate, I've got them, yeah, 7th to 12th, really. There's a lot of teams competing for those final few spots in the 8. If Parramatta can pick up their consistency, I think they'll get it. If not, I think they'll be lurking around 11th again, same as this year. I'm not going to be, I'm not going to lie. I didn't listen to a word you just said. Can't, I'm not going to lie. Waffle. I, I said they'd be top four. No, you didn't. <laughs> 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 All right. We're going to wrap that up there. Hopefully we get a Sunday pod out. I'll let you know. Um, but yeah, everybody take care. Thank you for listening in. I'm just going to warn you now. From New Year's Day. Yeah. To the 8th. 7th of January, I'll be taking a break. I won't be here. So I'm gonna run this podcast by myself. <laughs> okay, and pigs can fly, bro. Um, so basically, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna just gonna make it the podcast. Comes to the studio, huh? Comes to the studio. We got a studio. When it comes to the studio, yeah. I'm gonna. Start, oh yeah, we gonna, got a hectic studio. I'm gonna start everything up, and then I'm gonna call Tom and ask him how to do every single thing. Yeah, exactly. That's pretty much what's gonna happen. Um, how do I set up the audio? This guy's literally calling me at work saying, how do I press record? I'm like, just... Which button to record? Just press the record button, the circle button. It's not hard. All right, anyway, thank yous. I thought y'all, you know, reach out, tap in. Anything, we're, we're probably going to do an opinions segment soon. Hot takes. I want no hot takes. I'm going to save. Hot takes the 2024 Please. It's probably a bit early. Everyone send them through. I don't care. It's never too early for a hot take, bro. All right. It's going to be coming soon, though, so send them in. Thank you for all your support. Have a blessed uh, December. Stay inside. Stay in the AC. I'm kicking back in the AC right now. That my nuts hang. So, thank you all for listening. Stay blessed. And we'll catch you on Sunday. Hopefully.